Welcome to Macro Hack Radio. Here, we have one mission, set people up for success no matter what their fitness goals are. We believe in tracking macros and how it can positively influence training, nutrition, and food awareness for individuals who want to live a fitness-minded lifestyle. What's up, guys? We are back for another episode of Macro Hack Radio, and we are episode nine, and today we're going to talk about dieting strategies. But we're gonna, there's many different strategies and things out there for dieting approaches, but we're just going to dive into a few things that are specifically or dive into a few specific things that are floating around social media or things that you hear, you heard from friends or you heard from coaches or whatever it may be. But we're going to dive into a few things and kind of um, go over the pros and cons of it. But um, what would you say, Leanne, are some of the common diet? strategies that uh, you hear or see floating around social media? So dieting strategies that we, probably the most common one, which we don't really believe in or prescribe or suggest is something like a cheat meal. Some people use that as like a strategy as part of their diet. I think it's the most common thing, derailing thing that people think of when they think of like a dieting strategy and it goes a lot of times with like clean eating um, and it's the cheat meal that kind of like you worked hard all week so you earned this thing, the cheat meal, yes. <laughs> which can undo everything. In a lot of these strategies that we say, they're not really strategies to be yeah, honest. No. They're not. They're they're just methods of pe- what people think they need mm-hmm. in order for them to be successful. It's more a psychological tool for adherence yes. than it is truly beneficial physiologically in most cases. <laughs> yes. And the bottom line with any of this that we talk about all stems from adherence. It is. You have it only If you're not adhering to anything that we're about to talk about or say then none of this is even true or even exists. Like, or it even, shouldn't even apply. It doesn't even apply. So, like, we, you talk about refeeds or, like, yeah, let's dive into refeeds. Mm-hmm. Um, people think they need refeeds all the time because they've been dieting for so long or um, they forget the fact that they're actually refeeding all the time on the weekends or they're overeating. But something that's intentional, they all of a sudden feel like they need it. It's necessary. It's necessary. And so, but in reality, they're, it's what, what it, uh, Shelby Starnes Yeah, it's said. basically like... Um, I'm sure a lot of people follow Shelby Starnes on Instagram. So he's like a genius, but he's a contest prep coach that gives a lot of good insight and stuff. And he's basically like, you don't need a cheat meal or a refeed or a diet break if your entire life has been a cheat meal or a diet break or a refeed. And it's true. It's harsh, but it's true where, um, what is your end goal, you know, and are you doing daily and adhering in a way that you're going to reach this end goal in a way that's, you know, psychologically appealing but also like can you be pushing a little harder without all these things interrupting your progress because you think you need them in order to like feel a certain way or you know whatever it is it's really sometimes not sound harsh it can just boil down to like laziness and wanting like an easy way out like dieting isn't fun you're hungry you're gonna be hungry that's frustrating as a coach like it's great to have the feedback of like i'm very hungry because obviously we need to keep adherence high but like of course you're hungry you're dieting you're basically starving yourself strategically you are like you will be hungry it will not feel amazing being lean like your body doesn't want it and you don't need to stay ahead of hunger all the time you don't need to constantly eat to to get rid of it um 
you start implementing and, and coming up with all these different strategies that make make you feel like you, you need this in order for you to be successful. And we keep saying that, but um, like even intermittent fasting, people will use that as a way of I need that in in order for me to stay on track, to succeed, or to succeed. It or, basically are all things I, to make it comfortable. Yeah, you think. But really, when they try it, they really still some people don't can't even follow that sure. the things they they feel like or think they need. And then when you try it, like diet breaks or refeeds or carb cycling or intermittent fasting, and they try it and they realize that they can't even follow that. Yeah, that's but, true. And they're, they're not even self-aware that it's not the actual thing that you're trying to, to do to be successful. It's just you, you need to dig in within and be self-aware that it's you that's the problem as to why you, you're not making it work. These strategies Something a lot really deeper. Derailing. I remember yes. one of the things I asked you at first when I started coaching, one thing that was like a, a tougher mental decision for me to make with people was, um, especially in like a general population client, when you they have a really long way to go, like say like 50 or 100 pounds they're trying to lose trying to weigh out the benefit of do you take like a diet break and reverse diet for a little bit because that road just gets so long for that person when they um you know when they're trying to lose that much weight it can get very like lengthy and difficult and that's hard for anybody especially if you have that much weight to lose like chances are you might have a past of you know not successfully dieting or with having a lot of rules surrounding different diets you've done so like the road gets long and it's hard to know like should you reverse for a little while and then take another stab but i'll be honest usually what i find as a coach is it's so hard and i think tyler said the same thing like once you reverse somebody it's It's so hard for them to get going back the other way into the dieting mode because like our brain just seeks comfortable and yes it's so hard. let's yeah. dive into that diet breaks. Let's start with that first. I know we're jumping around here a little bit, but let's start with diet breaks first. What is it and what does it mean? I guess it can mean many different things, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. That, yeah. Like, like I don't, I'll be honest. I don't use diet breaks with a ton of people because I don't know that they're that helpful we, or successful. We have found if we, and I'm sure you do this a lot, Leanne, as well as coaches, we don't tend to tell people a lot if they're diet breaking or reversing yeah. or unless we're in a depends on their mental state right. of the client. Um, is they're dieting down? We don't tell them specifically, Oh, we're reversing because of this. You know, we're just, you know, we, we try, tend to do it if they're in momentum and they're making good traction, but we feel like it's appropriate to reverse them a little bit. It's in small incremental doses. Or of course they ask questions. They ask like, questions. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Which you definitely, we explain um, appropriately, but, um, sometimes it's good not to tell them a whole lot uh, specifically because it doesn't, then it, it won't derail them. It's true. They create an expectation. They create an expectation. Yeah. Now that all depends on the person. I'm not saying don't tell your clients what, you know, what's going on. Um, but we have found that if you're gaining momentum and you're in good traction with it and you're in a good pace, why ruin something that's good? Mm-hmm, it's you, true. You know? So if you're saying, well, let's do a diet break, you know, and you tell them the reasons why maybe they've been dieting for a long time and it's good to take a diet break. Well, what is that? Just mentally, if you say break, people think it's a free for all. And if you're like, oh, let's only do it for a week. You know, sometimes that week can be total destruction where they just end up um, haphazardly doing things where they uh, end up overeating. They end up creating a cycle of something they don't want to create or they fall out of routine. 
and it's really really difficult for them to get back on can track be yeah. can be tough i don't know that i would ever there are certain situations where i'd much rather it's also hard for people to really understand what that should look like some people get uncomfortable with the idea because they don't even know like what should that mean like they have no clue that can a diet break can mean something different to everybody like tyler said like it can be really derailing just based on your definition but it is popular on social media and personally, I would much rather do something like if a client has a vacation or if their progress is a little stalled or they're frustrated, I would much rather transition a client to something like tracking calories to give them a little bit more like freedom and leeway um, and room to live and just feel less inhibited by this restrictive you know, tracking or whatever it is. That would be something I would be inclined to do over a diet break. Yeah, surely. and maybe increase their calories maybe a week or two before they actually leave. So yeah. that way their body's used to more of the calories. Just They're do it controllably, yeah. not just jumping in where they're in a deep deficit um, coming into the um, the vacation or break. That way they're not having an abrupt gain once they start uh, eating more excessively. Because the reverse, okay, out of 100 clients, how many – just hypothetically or just a guess how many of those 100 clients that are have reversed actually truly have been successful with a full reverse 100 percent for let's say a 12 weeks period 12 week period like one percent yeah it's very Hardly low anybody. it's very very low i know it's hard to define like what was success yeah of it, but like yeah the True. adherence is the very adherence low. is sticking with it yes it's very low it's very low and usually people struggle after the first few weeks of it because you're eating more food and the common thing we hear and see is once you know they could be tracking well all day or eating well and then all of a sudden at night they just kind of say whatever the heck it's with really it and it gets really derailed where they just eat more so if you're already reversing, you're filling up your glycogen levels and storage levels and you're, you're gaining a little bit of weight from glycogen, but then now all of a sudden you filled your stores and now you're overeating excessively. Now you're at much higher chance of putting on more body fat right? because now so you're intentionally reversing. Snowball effect of like all these yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, so it can be dangerous if you're not careful. So you have to um, take everything into consideration knowing that how do you explain it to people, the diet breaks? It's not really a break. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't tell our clients, hey, you're on a diet break, unless it's like discussed in strategy, like a strategy strategy that you talk about, like what Leanne said with the vacation. Right. And um, I think they do have a purpose. You know, a lot of people on social media put it out there as like, I'll be honest though, I think there's not, you're not seeing the full truth leading up to that post where I think a lot of people describe it as, I'm like a hundred percent and my progress is just stalled and you know, I'm tracking so tight and nothing's working. And now, you know, my coach prescribed me a diet break for two weeks and now I'm back at it and I'm losing weight. I am just going to be honest where humans are not like that. I really think there's a lot of missing pieces um, before that post. So be aware that when you're reading it, it's not this magical diet break that allowed them to resume progress. You know, our bodies do get taxed, like women especially, deeper into getting lean. It can be very taxing to where calories being higher temporarily can help, but I'm willing to bet of people that are posting things like that, not a ton of them have had 110% adherence to whatever's going on. They may have higher calories now, so they're adhering tighter, yes. or you know, higher macros, so they're adhering tighter, when before it was very unsustainable. 
So they're now, you know, they were feeling unsuccessful eating bites of and handfuls of and this and that and the other. Yes. So now their coach basically makes their intake match what it is that they were doing yes. or maybe slightly lower, but they can achieve it. So now they feel yes. successful. So now we are, woo, we are on the losing we are losing now. So that yeah. I think is not to call, like, I'm not calling out anyone specific, but it happens humans, a lot. I'm not dumb. I know how this works. Like, it happens a lot. Like <laughs> we give you an example or scenario that if you're dieting down and let's say you start your diet at 2000 calories, you, you're losing some weight and I'm just uh, giving a very general scenario here. You're coming down, eventually you're chopping calories and you're still losing weight. You know, maybe you hit some stalls, you're down to like 1,600 calories, and you start losing some weight again, and then you stall pretty hard, so you chop more calories, you're down, and you realize you're not really losing much, like but you're still chopping. High, Cardio's high, yeah. yeah. You're chopping down, next thing you know, you're down to 1,000 calories, sometimes even sub 1,000 calories, and you don't know why you're not losing Can't weight. Can't figure it out. Can't figure it out, and you're with a coach, and the coach is just racking their brain as to why they're not losing weight. It's just amazing. You have a lot of a lot of room to go to be able to lose weight in terms of body how they fat body fat like, yeah. composition. There's no reason why they shouldn't be losing weight. Like they're defying science almost. Mm -hmm. And so you do that for a long time, and then all of a sudden you start reversing them as a coach, mm -hmm. um, or give their quote unquote diet break. Uh, yeah. Let's just start with reverse, uh, where you're increasing calories. Um, the suggested amount of calories from um, what, not what they were truly not what they're doing, truly yeah, doing. Recommending. Yeah. yeah, so let's say you jump up to 1,600 calories and you're reversing them and all of a sudden they're losing weight again. It's not truly, then Then they're like, you know, touting that, oh, I'm losing weight and I'm reversing, I'm eating diet. more, yeah. I'm eating more calories, my metabolism's a lot higher now. No, you're just eating the normal amount that you're eating before. You're yes. trying to meet and get closer to the amounts you're at so you feel successful. Yes. Because if you're at a thousand calories and you're not able to lose, it's because you're overeating and you you just it's tough to eat a thousand calories. The reality is harsh. This is like the yes. Maxo Coach bread and butter post of the side by side. Yes. It's, with the client on the left looking it, worse, one thousand calories. 35 minutes a day of cardio picture on the right eating 1600 calories yeah. no cardio and they're looking just like a million yeah. bucks. is that it's, real no no <laughs> it's not it's not it, it it's fun to to post and put up but the reality a lot of people don't um they're not honest with how much they're truly eating they don't don't want to let their coach down and that's understandable it's very understandable they don't want to face the reality of what's really going on yeah um so it's really, really tough when you're doing these refeeds or diet break. I hate, I can't stand it when I see coaches put stuff up on social media. And there's, there's one particular that calls himself the home of the reverse dieting, oh, of the reverse diet. That just drives me nuts when, when they start out saying, "Hey, I'm gonna start you off reversing to build your metabolism." That's just you're creating this dogmatic. Um, expectation that's not real but it, it almost makes it seem like it's some magic yes thing. it's now, not forever people are their dieting experience dictates well at the beginning of this other diet i ate all this food and i lost all this weight so now they put a stamp and a new rule on this reverse dieting thing where it's like forever this is locked in their brain as this magical thing when it's really not it's not Re refeeds and reversing and diet breaks can all play a huge role like for example We've had people where they're trying to diet and they're not losing much weight just because they're so 
so strict or maybe they are overeating a little bit um, where sometimes just the stress of dieting and doing all the things, all the tracking and the stress of it. Sometimes when you do a diet break and you just kind of let all that stuff go and you don't track vigorously and you're just kind of intuitively eating, sometimes just that stress alone of letting all that stuff go can help a lot where they'll start losing weight. And that is true. Where I've had a couple clients where even by doctor's tests of like cortisol and things like that where they've been eating such minimal calories and doing so much activity that their cortisol and things like that are via tests, not just like, you know, magical, I'm really stressed out, like really via tests, like their cortisol is so high and that's obviously going to make it very difficult for one to lose weight if all of that is going on hormonally. Yeah. And that definitely, that plays a huge, we've seen that so many times where people just start having whooshes where they just let it go. Yeah. Sometimes that can be beneficial with a diet break. Yeah. Um, but a lot but of that's this, such a limited. It like, is that's a really limited window of people. I it is. It is. So you have to really, you know, be careful with that term diet break and what that really means to you. Um, if it's a break of just not tracking as much, you know, still eating like you normally do, but just being less strict with it, being a little bit more intuitive, you know, you really have to define what that means to you. Right. And so reversing, start slow. Um, and maybe do it for a week or two, see how you feel. Refeeds, you can do it like once a week, but I would do it, I suggest doing it controllably, mm-hmm. not like a cheap meal where it's like an endless meal or endless night. Yeah. That's like where you get in trouble. Yeah. That's where like the the refeeds where people really have the hiccups is on the weekends. It's tough. Really, you see the people that have the cycles of dieting during the week, Monday through Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, or actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. three days out of the week, they they really do not do very good and they gain all their weight back. They, they just worked hard to get off. Mm-hmm. So now Monday comes and they're feeling guilty and feeling bad and then they start back up doing more activity. Way too hard. Yeah. They go way too hard. So they go really, really hard. They eat very, very little to only burn themselves out so much to where they end up doing the cycle again because now not only are they so hungry from going so hard and doing all the cardio that becomes the i earned this i earned this i worked hard so that is such a failing cycle of the i earned this on the weekends if you really have a big long-term goal that is one of the number one things i would say that is going to derail you is that i earned this yes like So with any of these strategies we're talking about, start with a consistent intake that that you adhere to first. Then dive into this other stuff down the road like refeeds. Carb cycling I would never really use unless it's you're deep into a diet and people are having a hard time losing some body fat. Carb cycling is not like a way of, it's not magical. But it can psychologically, but again, this is like such a very small percentage of people where this even applies, but like it can be a good psychological tool if you're just trying to get off, you know, an extra 250 calories a week or 500 calories a week, you know, doing a high and low where it's like you push through a rougher day to get to this day where you feel like, okay, I did it. Like I have this more manageable amount of food or something like that like that's the only time i feel it and that's those are for those who can control like have good self-control to make it happen um it's very few few and far between that can actually manage and and handle it and we're just giving the the um honest scenarios of what we see um the number one thing is adherence Mm -hmm. by far 
And if you adhere, you're going to lose weight. Yes. You're going to make progress. It might be slower, it might be faster, it might be more aggressive than um, other times that you've dieted. But uh, just know that you're you'll make progress if you just stay patient and stick with it the long game yes consistency really all these things even done most effectively all they do is just create consistency where if a refeed of you know 100 carbs more pulls you through the other days to be consistent then that's the key then so be it then yeah. do it if it feel like it it works and keeps you on track mm -hmm. so like what's your take on training um training days versus rest uh, days or non-training days for as far as calories go I've found personally to have, I, I feel that a lot of people when they come and they really want to do the rest day calories and the training day calories, I feel those are people. And again, it's a broad based, you know, maybe assumption or just it's what I've seen is that a lot of those people that want to do this have a really strong, um, like kind of punishing mentality, they associate exercising with eating. So if they exercise, then they get to eat more. Or if they don't exercise, they have to eat less. So to me, this is already like a failing mindset because you really should not be using exercise to create the bulk of your weight loss or your fat loss. Like exercise and cardio should be the very last thing. So I find that a lot of people this um, training day calories and rest day calories comes with a mindset that is not a particularly good one where it can be a very punishing or I earned this or I didn't earn it type thing. And again, I feel consistency in the long run can be lower with that mindset attached to it. So anytime somebody's wondering about that, um, usually I'll ask more questions about like, well, why is it, what have you found to be beneficial about this. Is it the scale being higher? If you eat the same amount on rest days, is the scale higher the next day? And that's why you associate, you know, this with being a successful thing, because that's not the only thing we want to look at. You know, if you aren't burning through as much glycogen on a rest day because you're eating the same amount of food every day of the week, we know that this isn't a fat gain the next day. The chances are like your glycogen and water and stuff like that and maybe food mass is higher because you didn't you didn't exercise. So again, this is like another kind of mythical thing that people feel they need to do. And I personally feel it can have bad habits tied to it. So I don't really like it. I don't know what you think. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same. I, really like I mean, sometimes if you're like deep in a diet and you're, you know, you're getting low on calories already. I mean, sometimes I might throw it in just to give them a change of pace. Yeah. I mean, again, psychologically. Um, psychologically, really, that's really all. Um, or if hunger is lower, like if you're trying to help somebody be more intuitive and they're truly, their hunger is lower on non-training days, that can be a good time to listen to cues. Yeah, totally. Um, being a little lower, but not like so low because you're chasing a result on the scale the next day. Yeah, exactly. That's Something like that. That's definitely, um, it, it can a lot of this again is just psychological like all of it, I it yeah because like <laughs> the secret and we're going to give away our most number one secret to coaching right here you guys ready you guys ready for this um the number we just said this a million times already in this episode and many times in other episodes the number one key to losing weight and to like being successful with any of this is adherence 100%. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what diet approach you do. It doesn't matter what 
what Every training plan works. you do. Yeah. Like if you stay consistent with it and you adhere to it, it's going to work. Yeah, it will. It's going to work. You're but, gonna get results. Like Elena, who's sitting over here quiet, uh, said, like people want the sexy, fun-sounding thing or the catchy thing in the dieting world, and we hate to break it to you, but what Tyler said is the truth. There ain't nothing sexy about dieting down, <laughs> really. I was just talking about this to, um, to someone else the other day. About, I mean, we just mentioned it before, where when you diet, you're gonna be hungry. Yeah. You're gonna um you're gonna be crabby, you're gonna want food, you're gonna be crave stuff, you're gonna do things that you probably wouldn't have done if you weren't dieting. Sometimes you're gonna go to bed you're, hungry. Yes, you're gonna, you're feel gonna weak. you're gonna feel weak. <laughs> yeah. You're going to if you don't get much sleep, you're gonna like things are just happen differently than what you are normally used to. Change is gonna happen because you're creating change within yourself and within your physique and your physiology. So stuff is going to come up where you just, you're going to hate it. Don't expect to be comfortable. Absolutely hate it. And don't, yeah, you're never going to be comfortable. If you're trying to chase the hunger or chase to stay ahead of hunger or trying to always have tons of energy or always trying to be, look for the next thing to keep you stimulated or motivated, um, boring is definitely a big part of this. Yes. And I don't, I think this might be like, I caught in Tyler does too, but like a background of like sports and law enforcement like it's such a huge like embrace the suck yes it's gonna suck embrace it feel it yes let it let you know you're alive that day like you chose to do this you're wanting to do something you've never done before it's not going to feel comfortable in fact it's going to be the opposite yes and some days you're going to want to throw in the towel but knowing you didn't when you wake up the next day is the part that like keeps you going absolutely and you learn so much about yourself yeah, it, and it's just going to be boring as hell, and that's the things that are the most boring, and they're consi- you're consistently doing it day in and day out. Don't strive for always, like we've talked about this with happiness. Why can't you just be? Mm-hmm. You don't have to s- attach it to something as for you to be happy, like food. I know food tastes good, but food also plays a role physiologically in your body, yeah. and that's part of losing weight too. Um, you can't always look for the next best tasting thing on the planet in order for you to feel like you can stick to this diet. Um, just know that boring is good, and also boring means consistency, and that you're gonna um, you're trying to achieve something that is different and that nine, you've done before. That you've done yeah. before, yeah. I think it goes for somebody who's you know trying to lose. 20 pounds just because or somebody who's stepping on stage the bottom line is you're doing something you're looking to do something different than you've had in the past and that means changing every single habit that got you to where you were so changing habits is uncomfortable and all of these dieting strategies can help get you there by kind of manipulating your psychology to help you adhere and things like that but do not tie your result to the idea that any of these is magical they're not like Tyler's saying the proof is in just the consistency and adherence. It's not fun. It's boring, but it gets it done. Yeah. Well, we'll end uh, there on this episode. Uh, we won't beat, beat you down with the, the dead horse <laughs> over did. again. Um, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And if you guys have any questions or anything, we'd love to hear from you guys on social media at our Flexible Dieting, at The Flexible Dieting on Instagram. And, uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. And uh, if you want to give us a review, and we'd love to hear from you guys. We appreciate y'all. Talk to you soon. See ya. 
Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today on Macro Hack Radio. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and hit that subscribe button so that way you can be updated whenever we publish a new episode. We hope to see you next time here on Macro Hack Radio. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram on at the Flexible Dieting, at NAMS Cert, and at TMT Nutrition to see what we are up to on the daily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.